This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file, 69, offense, he's giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let me ask you a question, Steve. Okay. So I would consider you to be a man of pretty good shape. <laughs> For six, almost 63 years old? Yeah, I think you're in pretty good shape. Well, okay, yeah. I think you've got strong bones. Oh, yeah. Lots of milk drinking. Would you be willing to drive up to Kansas City today and have an emergency knee replacement surgery and transfer your knee, your patella tendon, to Patrick Mahomes? Would you be willing to give up your knee for that? I don't think so. You don't think you're willing to go down for the cause? I'll take my knee, but uh, what I heard right before I came in was the best-case scenario. Maybe you've heard something different. Adam Schefter has reported... The best-case scenario is a reality for Patrick Mahomes, who we will dive into here in a moment, after he was injured last night, and they are thinking probably about three weeks. Right. Three to four weeks for Patrick Mahomes. He suffered a dislocated kneecap, but no significant additional damage. Yeah, and and the thing that was really weird is that it looked like they just literally put his kneecap back in place right. during the game. So it, it was... a. Uh, you know, just a horrifying scene in Denver. And I wrote a column on this. I think everybody in the country, they're just their heart stopped because not only is Mahomes revered in Kansas City, but everybody around the country loves watching the guy play because he's unlike really any quarterback. We He's kind of the Brett Favre of his time, gunslinger mentality, kind of will just take chances, make plays that you don't expect. But when Patrick Mahomes went down and Matt Moore – brought his nervous body onto the field, shaking, quivering, you know. Uh, I think the Chiefs, a lot of people thought, oh, my God, the season's over. I don't think that's necessarily the thought today. I think people feel a little bit better. I want to dive into what a potential replacement could be, what the Chiefs want to do, and and what we think their strategy could be. Let's first, I want to just say, I don't have any problem with the play call where Patrick Mahomes was injured. I feel like that is all I have seen for the last 12 hours. He's run that play countless times. I wrote about that. If you go to midkansasonline.com on selling sports, all my views are up there. So we'll just kind of cherry pick on my high points. But I think 
it's a play call. This is football, Steve. Right. It's not like it was his left ankle that went ahead and got twisted down in the pile, and, and it, that's what the problem was. It's his left ankle that's been hurting, and it was his right knee that got hurt here. Right. Just a freak play. Just as likely for him to have dropped back to pass and Mitchell Swartz miss a block and then Von Miller obliterate his leg. Right. It, it's the same odds, so I have no problem with that. I didn't either. I want to bring up something positive. Can you believe how good the Chiefs' defense was last night? Well, they had to step up and make a play, make several plays they did. for their injured quarterback. And they went from the worst defense I've ever seen in my life to looking like the vaunted 85 Bears defense. But how much of that was just an absolute awful offensive line by Denver? Part of it. The statue that is known as Joe Flacco. Big part of it. And the really strange play calling in the first half by the Broncos. The whole game. Oh, Vic, I, you know, Vic Fangio is one of the great defensive minds in our time. But that football team looked so ill-prepared and so the, the the play calling was beyond unbelievable. I know Shane Bakus, friend of the show, and myself both had Philip Lindsay in the starting lineup because the Chiefs had given up more than 180 yards rushing each of the last four games. They ran Philip Lindsay about four times early. 11 times for 36 but I'm, yards. I'm going to say four times early. He wasn't doing much. And then they start dropping Joe Flacco back to pass. I... I, I Equated him with the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz that needed his oil can. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was a pinata. He was a human pinata out there. Every time he dropped back, I just felt like he'd never get a pass off. And didn't, you know, that, I'll bet John Elway was sitting in the press box like, why did I ever hire Vic Fangio? Why can't I get a quarterback? What's happened to my defense? Why am I even here? Why don't I just go home and, you know, play golf? Because the Broncos, how they ever beat the Chargers is beyond me. That team looked like a mess last night. Do you remember this past offseason when they announced that the Broncos were going to bring in Joe Flacco? And you just roared and laughed uproariously. Can you believe that they think that guy is going to have a chance to even beat Matt Moore? Hey, Case Keenum they had there last year. Case Keenum is ten times better. Joe Flacco couldn't beat Matt Moore. Who hadn't taken a number one rep? I'm not sure Joe Flacco could play quarterback for Rose Hill tonight and get a pass off. If Cody Stuffelbeam were healthy, he'd probably sack him five times. He was sacked eight times, which part of that is on his offensive line. Yeah. Part of it is Joe Flacco is horrible. He's awful. He's horrible. He, he's really. And then their left tackle, he makes Cameron Irving look like an all pro. I mean, <laughs> Cameron Irving's not good in place of Eric Fisher. But Cameron Irving looked like an all-pro last night. The Broncos opened up the game, drove down the field, and they were helped with some penalties. But they didn't do anything the rest of the game. Yeah, they did not score the rest. and They, they didn't do anything. And they had such disregard early for the Chiefs' defense. There's a penalty on the extra point. They said, well, God, everybody gets two yards against the Chiefs. They don't make it, and that's the last time they even sniffed the end zone. So I feel encouraged about the Chiefs and that maybe – that type of a game will help them and, and make their defense feel a little bit better. But at the same time, Denver, I just feel like, did not even have a clue of what to do. Did they not watch the previous six games and watch the rushing attack yeah. just be murdered? How many times? You got the stats there. How many times did Denver run the ball last They ran the ball 21 times okay. for 71 yards. They were down, what, 20 to 6 at the half? Isn't that what it was? It was 20 to 6 at the half. Okay, that's 14 points. They could have come out the second half and run the football, but instead they just tried to throw it every down. 
And once they ran the football, it was 30-6 to because they were trying to get the massacre over with. I feel bad for Coach Strathman. <laughs> I really do because he's a big Denver fan. Any other Denver fans you feel bad for? Well, just the ones you old, like. Old Mai is a Denver fan, but I never feel sorry for Old Mai. There, uh, I almost texted one of my really good friends who's a Broncos fan last night and just said, "Man, I'm sorry." I talked to him at the beginning of the year and said, "What do you think about Flacco?" And he didn't really feel very optimistic. But man, what a horrific performance by that team at home! And this not only happened at home primetime Thursday night football, but it happened when the greatest quarterback in the league gets taken out yeah. against your biggest rival. Yeah. And you say, early. man, early. this is our game. This is us. We're going to do this. We're going to put an end to the Chiefs. Now, And they couldn't do anything. Now, Matt Moore didn't exactly inspire a lot of confidence in and, me. And here's where this conversation turns to now is, yeah. what do they now, do com- from here? He completed the win. You know, good job by him. But... All you had to do, I mean, let's face it, he never expected to play. I mean, he came He in, didn't take a number one rep in practice. I, Travis I, Kelsey said he had never caught a pass for Matt Moore. Yeah. Matt Moore had never thrown the football to him. And from what we saw Matt Moore... Matt Moore was a teacher earlier in the year. He, had, he doesn't have much arm strength. He's pretty, you know, he throws it over. He threw a lollipop touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill that should have probably been intercepted. But uh, I know... Our NFL, we have an NFL insider, the Pistol. Who, yeah. Who's a, you know, he knows Matt Moore. You know, Pistol's a Florida guy. And Pistol says he's a game manager. Well, Alex Smith was a game manager. And I'll tell you, Matt Moore ain't no Alex Smith. Steve, let's take our first break because we're kind of running out of time today. Okay. We've got Fearless Forecaster Ooh, to get I to. about Fearless. And then I want to next go over what the Chiefs' plan should be for the next three to four weeks with Patrick Mahomes out what their strategy should be, if they go and sign somebody, if they just try and hold on. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, now it, it's time for us to become Brett Veach general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, and try and figure out what this team should do while Patrick Mahomes is hurt. And we are expecting three to four weeks, and before we try and figure out their plan, I want to lay out their schedule during that time. So next week, they have a little bit of extra time because they play on Sunday night football next week and will play Green Bay at home. They then play the next Sunday against Minnesota. The following Sunday at Tennessee – and then the following Monday at the Chargers, followed by a bye. So, over the next four weeks, they play four games. Over the next five weeks, they just play four. So, my question for you is this. And remember, that Chargers game is going to be in Mexico City. Right. So, my thought is, these four games, no Mahomes. No matter if he's feeling fine for the Chargers game, then give him the bye 
So he gets five weeks off, right. then can play the final five games in December. And that's all saying that everything goes well and that he is healthy. So my next thought is, what do they do at quarterback? Because there are some really tough games in this mix. Green Bay is not an easy I don't, game. I'll be honest. I don't see him winning a single game without Even Myers. against the Titans? The Titans' strength is running the football and the games in Tennessee. I'll say it right. I'll bet you right now Tennessee wins that game. I'm starting Derrick Henry. Man, that is that is pessimism, Steve. No. Come on, you got to feel good. Well, the loser Titans. What about the Vikings? You have it. any faith in the Vikings? Sure, I do. They're the be- they're the best team in the in the NFC North. Give me the Packers. Come on, give now, me the Lions. I have a. I think they have a better chance of beating the Packers at home than they do the Vikings on the road. Well, they'll be at home to take on the Vikings. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, they or they go to Green Bay or Green it... Bay at home, Minnesota at home. Oh, they have both at games Tennessee, at home. and okay. then the Chargers in Mexico City. Okay, okay. I, I thought I thought the Minnesota game was in Minnesota. I think if they can split those two games, you know, Chargers, eh, they're not very good. So the best to me, the best case scenario. Give me two and two. I think that's the best case scenario. I really do. Three and one, not going to happen. Four and zero, oh, definitely not going to happen. Zero oh and four. Is a possibility. Most likely, I'm going to say one and three during that stretch. I'm thinking two and two, but it all depends on what they decide to do at quarterback. Yeah. And I think the move right now is not to go get somebody off the free agency wire. I don't think the move is to go bring somebody else in, try and make a deal, and, and bring in another quarterback here for these four or five weeks. I really think the move is stick with Matt Moore, Try and stay afloat and bank on Tyreek Hill making some plays for you. Bank on maybe Sammy Watkins coming back and making life a little easier. Bank on Travis Kelsey making plays, Demarcus Robinson, McCall Hardman. I think you just try and hold on. Now, if this was going to be, okay, Pat Mahomes is out probably eight weeks, I think then is when you maybe make a move. Yeah, I don't know who's out there. I don't know who the available quarterbacks are on the market I gotta think there's somebody better than Matt Moore but Matt Moore's been there all year this is when you really wish the Chiefs still had Chad Henney and he not gotten hurt because I was well I, he is on IR yeah he's on IR but I, I felt comfortable last year if anything would have happened to Mahomes from what I saw in the preseason of Chad Henney I feel like he would have been serviceable where's Blake Bortles is he playing with anybody he's the backup for the Rams. I didn't know if anyone had picked him up. I didn't. Yeah, he's know. the backup for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, but uh, I don't know who's out there. The thing about Matt Moore, a lot of guys are out there. The thing for Matt about Matt Moore, Nathan is, Peterman, well, Brock Osweiler, Brock Colin Osweiler. Kaepernick. We can go get all Brock, sorts of great Brock quarterbacks. Brock Osweiler, I think retired. Well, bring him back. Well, he I'm, just retired like yesterday. Well, bring him back. My my concern with Matt Moore is his lack of arm strength because this is a Chiefs team that plays vertical. You got to throw the ball way downfield. Matt Moore looked to me like he couldn't throw it over about 15 yards with any zip on it. But I think all you have to do, and remember, they have a great coach in Andy Reid. They can help scheme some things. They can help make this easier for him, and come up with plays and run the ball, run plays that Matt Moore can run. Last night, he was just staring down receivers. Well, yeah, and that some of that is going to take reps with well, the first that's team. Just it. He's going to have 10 day. Well, they won't practice today. Probably for a couple days, but he's going to have about a week of taking every snap. 
Now, who is the backup right now? They didn't have a. It was the sausage. He was the backup. Yeah, last he was. Night. He was the Anthony Sherman. He was the endangered. Nobody else back on the field. Kyle Shermer, I believe, is the third string. Okay. Chase Litton was one that they had okay. earlier. How about? But I'm pretty sure Kyle Shermer. I think they could have run the wild shady. I I would like to see the wild Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Or wild Tyreek Hill. Yeah, now put Tyreek Hill back there. The wild cheetah. Yeah, the wild cheetah. It could be something like that. I'm still waiting for the wild file for the bullpen. So are you with me that just trying to hold the fort, you're 5-2, and two, and you only have one division game in this mix, just try and hold on for dear life and see what happens? Yeah, I think so. And then wait for Mahomes to get back and, I, I, and bank I, on I, winning I think, games in I December? I think you got to sink or swim with Matt Moore, even if... You know, he's just not very good. Here are the games in December. Oakland at home. That should be a win. At New England. Loss. Without Mahomes, certainly a loss. With Mahomes. A loss. I don't care. Give them some credit here, Steve. They could win. I'm just being honest. They could win. Okay. Then they've got Broncos at home. Win. Win. At the Bears. Toss-up, but could be a win. Yeah. And then Chargers at home to wrap up the year. They should go 3-2 and in December at worst. They could they could be five and zero oh, though. And see too. that would be they, they just need. I still say they just need to be nine and seven. They're going to win the division. So I think that's why keeping somebody like Matt Moore and just saying, guys, let's hold on. We're five and two. Just win one or two, and they'll be and in an okay spot. If the defense can somehow come anywhere near close to what it was last night, you know, they just need a decent defense. Last night they were superb, and I don't know where that came from. That just tells me Denver's defense or offense is just ridiculously Ooh. bad. Ooh. Nightmare. Yeah. All right, Steve. Fearless forecaster predictions coming up. It's a football Friday. We've almost completely forgot the fact that McPherson and I playing tonight. We've got the Bulldogs on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes took all the oxygen out of the room. That's right. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, it is time for Fearless Forecaster here on a Friday. Steve, we have got to be very quick because we are running out of time. We've only got seven minutes now to dive into Fearless Forecaster. Where would you like to begin? I I suggest Big 12. I was going to say the area. I say Big 12. I'm not taking your suggestion here. Starting off with Big 12. West Virginia going to Norman, Oklahoma. The Mountaineers are 34-point underdogs. 52-14 West Virginia. No contest. Well, you can get some more comments than that, Steve. We've got time. Okay. We just can't go really, really long. All right. How about the Iowa State Cyclones traveling to Lubbock and Iowa State, I a seven-point c- favorite? Cyclones got it figured out now, 34-31. 18th-ranked Baylor Bears going to Stillwater, Okie State by four. I'm going Oklahoma State, and I'm going by, I had it, three, 27-24. Baylor, 6-0. I don't know how. The Kansas Jayhawks making their way to the capital city of Texas to take on the Longhorns. Texas, 21-point favorites. That line keeps moving down. It needs to be moving up. 47-14, Texas. TCU, the Horned Frogs coming to Manhattan. Purple on purple. TCU, 
a road favorite by three and a half. You take the Wildcats. You give Chris Kleiman two weeks to prepare. He's going to have K-State ready, 31-23. Let's go to the KCAC game, starting off with Tabor taking on St. Mary in the bottom of the barrel for St. Mary. Oh, St. Mary's not good. Tabor, 42-7. Coming off of their 90 to nothing loss against right. Kansas Wesleyan yeah. last week. Bethel taking on Friends. Well, Bethel's hit a bit of a rough patch, but Friends is not is really bad offensively. I like Bethel to win 31-14. Sterling taking on the Bethany Swedes. Homecoming for the Swedes, but boy, we saw Sterling. They're the second best team we've seen this year, 41-14. Kansas Wesleyan, the Coyotes taking on Southwestern, who we saw last weekend. And I'll be honest, Southwestern's probably the third best team I think we, you and I have seen. I think they play the Coyotes tougher, 45-24. The Mack College Bulldogs taking on the Ottawa Braves at home. Ottawa is 1-4, but they have been in every game. Ottawa throws the ball extremely well, and the number one pass defense in the country is going to be tested. Can't bet against the Fighting Fiscuses. 31-28 Bulldogs. Look at that, Steve. We're off to a great there pace. We, we are moving here. Oh, yeah. How about our area teams? District play in 3A, the 5-1 Heston Swathers, taking on the 2-4 Chapman Irish. Yeah, misfired on Heston last week. They kind of surprised me. But I'm picking them this week over Chapman, 35-21. Smoky Valley Vikings, they are 1-4, and four, and they will be at the Halstead Dragons, who have not lost this year. Yeah, this isn't the team the Vikings need at, at, in their current state. Halstead, 44, Smoky Valley, 12. The Inman Teutons are 3-3. Three and three. They are at home in district play to take on Meade, who is 1-5. I like the Teutons. I like their defense, 26-12. Canton Galva, an eight-man division one. The Eagles are 6-0. and oh. They are at Solomon tonight who is 3-3. Three and three. Solomon, of course, beat the Eagles in the sub-state game of the state semifinals last year. Is it a revenge night for Canton Galva? Oh, it sure is in a big way. 48-6. to six. Little River, 5-1, and one, taking on St. John, who well, might not have enough to field a team tonight. Yeah, I, I think we need to probably check social media because St. John only had nine players against Mount Ridge, and I think anybody hurt last week. Who knows if this game's even played. Probably better check it out. If it's uh, if it does you know if they don't have enough players, uh, we'll put something up. But as of now, they're going to play. Little River is going to win sixty to zero. Mound Ridge taking on Central Plains, probably our game of the night tonight. Mound yeah, Ridge really three is. and three, Central Plains two and four. Yeah, this isn't your grandfather's Central Plains Oilers or Claflin Wildcats, is what they used to be known as. Mound Ridge twenty, Central Plains fourteen. How about AVCTL Division three? All of the teams in the league for McPherson are playing non-league opponents. The 5-1 Winfield Vikings taking on the 1-5 Wellington Crusaders. You taking Winfield? I got Winfield 24-7, but I think it might be a little closer than that. Let's go to the Circle Thunderbirds taking on the Independence Bulldogs. Steve's alma mater. Are you taking the T-Birds or are you taking your Bulldogs? Well, I think I've picked Circle like three times in all the years I've done this. Make it four. They're going to beat my... Battling Bulldogs, 34-20. The El Dorado Wildcats, they're 2-4 and four on the road at the surging Mulvane Wildcats, who are 2-4. and four. Are well, you taking Mulvane? Which Wildcat are you taking? Uh, Mulvane, El Dorado, I think their season's over, 24-6. The Abilene Cowboys making the trip to Augusta like we did last week. Abilene 0-6, and if the Cowboys lose this one, then they will likely cement themselves into that number 16 spot. The Augusta Orioles, you taking them? Yeah, and in fact, Fearless picked 28-14. It might be worse than that because we've gotten some inside info that Abilene is really self-destructing. Fearless is already 0 for 1 yeah. as of now as he predicted that Bueller would beat Hayes 21-14. Instead, it was Hayes winning 17-7. to 
Two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, one on a fourth and one play call from the goal line, one on a defensive touchdown. So Steve or Fearless, bad start. Bad start for Fearless. We just know he's not going to go perfect this week. McPherson and Rose Hill, our game tonight at 7 o'clock at McPherson Stadium. Of course, the Bullpups 6-0, the Rose Hill Rockets 2-4. What is Fearless thinking for the Bullpups on senior night? Well, Fearless has 42-14. This Rose Hill team, they're going to be very similar to Augusta in that they're very big up front. That gave the Bullpups some trouble, so don't look for the Bullpups to be up 40-0 at the half in this one. I think it's a decent game for a half. Steve, we're excited about tonight. Oh, Hopefully yeah. no weather. We've seen some other wind. some other schools have been bumping up some start times tonight, really? expecting some thunderstorms. So hopefully we get through I didn't, nice and Is there and any easy. rain in the forecast here? There is rain in the forecast later. Okay. Like 10 o'clock. Oh, well. So we'll hopefully be. it doesn't get here quickly. Okay. The storm coming from Denver after whew, a lot of frustration yeah. for those Broncos fans last Man, night. Man, that was, that was a sad... Sad state of affairs for the Broncos. Steve, having a, having a great weekend. Yeah. Looking forward to hanging out with you some more. Yeah. Bulldog football at 5.30 tomorrow, by the way. Strange starting time. There you go. I figured you had a comment on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Very strange. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Selim, Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.